You're listening to a Roddenberry Podcast. I'm Ryan Myers, and this is Sci-Fi 5, your five minutes of science fiction history for July 20th. When Mary Shelley began writing Frankenstein at the age of 18 in 1816, she surely had no idea that what began as a short story would take two more years to complete, and would first be published without credit to its author. And while the tale of an egotistical scientist creating a life through his scientific experiments and the tragedy that he brings about due to his own hubris is now known throughout the world, Mary Shelley would no doubt be surprised by how many films, books, television shows, and other media would adapt or be inspired by her novel throughout the years. Such as Frankenstein 1970, which was released to theaters on this day, not in 1970, but in 1958. You might be surprised to learn that Frankenstein 1970 stars the iconic Boris Karloff, who of course made his big break in the celebrated James Whale adaptation of Mary Shelley's novel back in 1933. By 1958, though, Karloff had put aside the role of Frankenstein's monster, or at least ceased playing the part with 1939's Son of Frankenstein, although as will be made obvious with this episode, he would continue to play roles that involved mad scientists and Frankenstein's creation for decades. In Frankenstein 1970, Karloff portrays not the monster, but Baron Victor von Frankenstein, although not quite as we have seen the scientist in films before. This version of Victor is horribly disfigured with a drooping left eye, a gashed nose from obvious beatings, and a long scar on one side of his face, to say nothing of his agonizing limp when trying to walk. The reason for this is not due to any failed experiment, but the vicious punishment he received at the hands of the Nazis during World War II, when he refused to willingly participate in their scientific experiments. And while he has managed to survive the ordeal, it has caused him to become twisted and obsessed with following in his ancestors' line of work, creating life. But times have certainly changed since his ancestor created his own monster. The last descendant of the House of Frankenstein is in desperate need of two important things. Money and an atomic reactor. The former is the major struggle for Victor, as he has continued to experiment on his secret project over the years, and it turns out the wealth of the Frankenstein estate has all but run out. Thankfully for Baron Victor von Frankenstein, an opportunity for some quick cash lands in his lap, when a film crew pays up for the privilege of shooting a Castle Frankenstein for a new television series celebrating the 150th anniversary of Shelley's story. And while the Baron finds himself exasperated by the actors and crew using his castle, those funds allow him to purchase not only the atomic reactor, but also an ample supply of body parts, from which he can craft his own monster. In this case, the hulking brood is wrapped up from head to toe in surgical bandages for the majority of the picture. After Victor assembles his creation, as these Frankenstein stories generally go, It eventually turns against him, and both perish from a blast of atomic steam from the very reactor that gave the creature life. However, while in a typical Frankenstein film, this might be how things generally play out before the end credits begin to roll, there's a rather remarkable twist with Frankenstein 1970. As the radiation levels reach safe levels, the authorities arrive to investigate the destruction and mayhem caused by the Baron, and discover after unwrapping the bandages around the creature's face that it is in fact a clone of Victor von Frankenstein, although one that is not damaged like his creator. A reel-to-reel tape machine that the Baron used throughout the picture is played back, and it is revealed that his creature wasn't intended to be a destroyer, 
but to allow the Frankenstein name to live on, since Victor was the last of his line. Frankenstein 1970 was shot in just eight days, and while the filmmakers had hoped that Warner Brothers might release the picture, it was Allied Artists that picked up the movie and handled distribution, with it playing in some areas as a double bill with Zsa Zsa Gabor's Queen of Outer Space. Make no mistake about Frankenstein 1970, it is not a perfect film, but that ending reveal, as well as some solid, if over-the-top acting by Karloff and the supporting cast, make it worth checking out. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5, for July 20th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. This is a Roddenberry Podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.